0: podcast by auburn fans for auburn fans where you go auburn family and welcome back to another edition of inside jungle your source for auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion here on the e2c network my name is kyle i'm your host today for this episode and we're gonna be breaking down an auburn tiger loss yes the Auburn Tigers take a loss to open up the SEC schedule to the Arkansas Razorbacks by the score of 97 to 85. Not the way we had planned starting off the SEC schedule, but hey, it wasn't such a bad team that we played. And there are ups and downs to this uh, game that we'll break down. We'll look at storylines, stats, and maybe what to expect going forward and a little bit of a preview of the next game coming up here in this episode. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts and perspectives on this game and this episode. You can do that uh, by going to our website. In the episode notes there, there's a place where you can leave a comment, or you can just comment within the social media post that we put this episode out on there as well. Love to hear your perspectives. So as always, I like to start off each edition of Inside the Jungle by discussing some General notes, uh, these can be game related, sometimes just around the program, and even like broad beyond the program, more pro related, but obviously has implications back on the program. Today, the main thing that I want to address uh, is obviously Free Sharif Cooper Watch, or whatever you want to call it, hashtag Free Sharif. The campaign continues. He has still not been granted a waiver. Uh, And uh, or or whatever uh, classification or whatever is going on with the NCAA that they need to figure out to let him play. They need to figure it out at this point. It's gotten so bad that the commentators on television are even calling them out. And I know there are a lot of people that are very frustrated with this situation, but I always try to play devil's advocate and say, obviously, there's a reason. It may not be a good reason, but obviously there's a reason it's taking so long. And it could be on Sharif Cooper's end. It could have actually been some things they have to investigate. I don't know. I have no insight into that. I just try to play devil's advocate on this. Regardless of that, it is frustrating. And I do think that we should get some type of update or some mention of this of like, is it still pending? They need to address it in some form of because... We want to see Sharif Cooper on the floor, and it's obvious that he wants to be there as well. Another general note from this game: Brian Harson, the new head football coach, made an appearance his first appearance at an Auburn event other than his press conference. It was nice to see them here with there with his uh, wife Kess and his son as well uh taking in the basketball game. There were images and videos of him saying hello and talking to fans from a distance, obviously with masks on and everything like that. But his first appearance as a head coach at Auburn, and sadly, uh, didn't usher in a win for us. You'd think maybe that has a little bit of a good luck factor there. Uh, But uh, alas, you know, maybe that's just uh, getting some losses out of the way in his first appearance, and maybe his actual first appearance in the football game will be a win. I'm an optimist. I like to think that way sometimes, even if it doesn't actually work out that way. So, those are the general notes and news from around the program. Let's actually talk about what happened within this game for Auburn versus Arkansas. The first SEC game for the Auburn Tigers and the Razorbacks for that matter. A little bit about the game flow, what happened within the game, unless you were uh not able to watch or listen. I wanted to kind of give you a perspective of what we were all kind of watching and listening to. In the first half, it was a sharp shooting match from everywhere on the floor, but especially beyond the three-point arc. Both teams shot very well, especially auburn one of the more frustrating things is that their three-point shooting was better than their free throw shooting i digress i'll get to that at some point later on you know that i will uh this resulted in a first half that was very wild and fast but majorly not majorly at least at some points it was uh did end up in arkansas's favor for the first half 47 to 41 was the score going there for the razorbacks in the second half the hot shooting continued however Auburn was plagued by some sloppy play, especially turnovers, which cost them their one and only run, legitimate run, at trying to take back the lead. With about seven minutes left, I believe, they had the game tied, and then it just kind of fell apart at the end. That's evidence that this team is still young, but very, very talented. And that's how the game resulted. In the final score of 97 to 85, Auburn gives up a whopping 97 points on uh, on their home court, and has a record now of 6-3 on the year. Not the way we wanted to start out, but hey, we'll take a look inside this game and kind of talk about maybe why some of the things happened the way they happened. The first thing that I want to address from this game is the giant that resides on the Arkansas Razorback roster, 7'3", Connor Vanover. If you remember from the previous episode where we broke down the entire SEC schedule that'd be coming up. I had mentioned that in the preview of this game that Connor Vanover was something that really wanted to watch and see how Auburn matched up with him. Because while Auburn is bigger this season in terms of size across the roster, they don't really have someone that can match up at least size wise or height wise with a seven foot three uh, forward is what he's listed at. But I'm, as I said in last episode, once you're at seven foot three, once you're ba- past seven foot one really you're you're a center at that point, even if you want to classify yourself as a forward, especially when he starts filling out a little bit more. Guy was a beast, you you sometimes don't appreciate how well these guys shoot and how much effort and practice has to go into. And the frustrating thing for me is when you see a guy like that, with his arc that he has to take on a ball be such a better shooter than some of the other um, athletes on the floor. And I, I say that about some of our Auburn players. And again, you know, this could have been just a bad night, but especially when it came to free throws, a little bit frustrating to see a seven foot three forward, as he calls himself, shoot better free throws than some of our players. That's my second shot at that tonight. Still more to come on that, because you know me, I am a stickler for free throws. Uh, this felt a lot like the UCF game a little bit. That was game two of the season, I believe. Uh, where a game three, I think, where Auburn was kind of hit in the mouth um, when they went down to Orlando and wasn't expecting to get out of there with a loss. And um, I think what that revealed, as I've already mentioned, is that the team was just still very young and with the whole Sharif Cooper mess trying to figure out how to make the pieces match together. And I think the pieces match together right now, but I think some of that youth and inexperience really showed itself in some prime time tonight, especially with that seven-minute mark with Auburn having an opportunity Uh, not only break that tie but to develop a lead for themselves. The difference for me from the UCF game in this one though is you could tell that the roster's confidence was much higher. When they got hit in the mouth at UCF you didn't you didn't see them quit. And I don't want to make sure I I say that they quit here because they did not and they didn't quit down in Orlando as well but there was a little bit more confidence like okay we can do this and you saw them even when they got the game tied up at seven minutes left in the game and kind of let a lead get back out away from them for Arkansas. You saw them kind of fight back again, but just some poor decision-making at crucial points in the game really resulted in Arkansas, who I underestimated, honestly, uh, very much in in terms of my opinions of them, at least in this game. I mean, we'll see how the rest of the uh, the season shakes out, but I do think that I underestimated them. But I am pleased with the level of confidence that a very young team is showing when they're facing adversity, you would hope that adversity is not faced at um, Auburn Arena, at their home court. But hey, you can't really pick when things aren't going well for you. You just got to pick how you uh, can respond to those things. There. Uh, here's the other thing that I want to point out. We already talked about seven foot three center for Arkansas, Connor Vanover. We'll see him again, unfortunately, and hopefully we can figure out how best to defend against a um, forward or center like that in the future. Uh, Justin Smith, one of their star players, went out early. I think he only saw about four minutes in the game. Um, and my question with that is how much worse could it have been if he was still in the game? <laughs> uh, because there were some uh, great contributors for Arkansas across the board tonight. And uh, if Justin had been able to uh, compete throughout, this could have been a much, much different game um, for Arkansas, maybe in their favor. More on the Auburn side of things, I want to kind of give a couple of shout outs here to some names that we don't talk about a lot, uh, one more so than other, Devin Cambridge. He's part of the starting lineup, and he's been kind of filling role, so to speak. You know, Every once in a while, he'll knock down a three, getting some rebounds, playing some pretty decent defense, but he's not really had his name called out tonight. Well, that's, the, that's different tonight. We're actually talking about Devin Cambridge not only in the first half, knocking down some very early threes back-to-back-to-back, um, to back to back, I think, what it, it felt like at certain times. Um, but also just kind of rising to the occasion today when some other players weren't performing up to what we were used to. And I think you see a lot of people have asked, you know, if everybody on the starting lineup is not doing the certain thing, people start questioning why are they in the starting lineup? But I think that answered it for you tonight is Devin Cambridge provides something when the other players are slumping and kind of pick his game up to a different level, turn it up a notch and kind of respond And that way Auburn doesn't get further behind than they could have been. So I think Devin Cambridge spot on the starting lineup for now um, was kind of, at least for the fans, rectified and and not rectified is not the right word, but uh, validated because they saw what he's capable of. The other is Jamal Johnson. I don't see Jamal breaking into the starting lineup anytime soon, barring injury or anything else going on uh, roster wise, but he continues to respond in situations that he's put in and becomes a very valuable member of this team. And scoring a a few buckets tonight for the Tigers, and really, also I would say between him and Devin is the reason that things didn't get out of hand for Auburn tonight. There's a few other players that contributed as well, but that combo is what really, really stuck out to me tonight. I was very happy for the two of them. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e 2 cnetworkgmailcom gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on who else listens to a network where they cover everything from auburn football to the bachelor and the connections it has with auburn utilize our podcasts facebook live shows and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request let us help you reach the e2c network family and the auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them reach out to us at e2c at gmail.com for more information that's all we have for you in this special message let's get back into the episode Talking about players for Auburn that struggled tonight. Justin Powell with only four points. However, if I'm going to critique him a little bit for just struggling scoring-wise, very solid passes for him tonight. Especially there was a couple from far back in the backcourt coming down uh, to to bring the ball down and then down into the post. One resulted in an, an abducted Jalen uh, Williams, I believe, which was very, very, very pretty. So you can see how great of a passer he is. And can you just imagine this when you got Sharif Cooper eventually running the floor here? Justin slides into his natural, natural role there. Uh, you're going to see both of them being able to dish that out and pass it between each other. I'm really excited for the way that's going to look with what Justin has shown that his skill set is. He can score. He can pass. He can definitely dribble it very well, especially for his height of being, playing a bigger point guard. So even on an off night for Justin, some things to take away from that are very, very solid. Alan Flanagan, to me, has truly shown now that he has taken the next step in his game, whether it's the range threes that he's just knocking down, off the dribble moves that he has, driving dunks. I mean, really the guy I did not expect to take such a leap in one year. Um, I kind of equated Alan Flanagan and Devin Cambridge last year in kind of the you know, one would have a great game, the other would kind of have an off game, and so to speak, but they but they would contribute kind of in similar ways, just in different times at different games. Allen, for some reason, has just really just stepped it up and decided that I'm going to make this, at least right now in this season, or this my team this year, and I'm going to be the leader uh, offensively, uh, but just like emotions-wise, too. I mean, he's not like out there screaming and throwing his hands around like... Um, I'll say Jalen Williams sticks out to me a little bit right there. Uh, Dylan Cardwell as well, but he's just kind of a high energy play guy and kind of gets guys revved up. So Alan Flanagan has definitely taken the next step. Before I go through some of the stats, I do want to kind of mention this. Where does this, what does this mean for Arkansas and Auburn uh, in terms of kind of where they sit in their placement in SEC right now? Obviously you can go look at the standings. Arkansas will take uh, or solidify their, their place at the top tonight starting off one and zero. Oh. But just in terms of perception, I still think that, you know, you kind of put Missouri and Tennessee up there. I believe when I last checked, Missouri was struggling with Tennessee, so I don't know how that has resulted out there. Uh, But I even kind of said that I would push Florida out there to the front as well, even with so few games played. I didn't really want to put anybody else in that category, but I think honestly, based off what I saw with Arkansas has and Connor Vanover uh, and all the other athletes they have, I would put Arkansas up there in the top four, maybe even that second like tier 1B. It's like tier 1A and tier 1B. And Auburn right now, I think you don't really bump them down anywhere. You just kind of put them in that middle pack of trying to figure things out, Uh, especially if we can get Sharif Cooper back in and figure out if those pieces are going to work together, what the lineup and roster looks like at that point. I think we'll get a lot of answers where Auburn actually sits amongst the SEC this season later down the road. So right now, I think you just kind of take what you got here and move forward and don't get too down about it, don't get too excited about it, and we'll see what happens out in a very long SEC schedule. We've already touched on a few of the stats themselves, but let's run through this real quick. We'll talk about uh, contributors points-wise for the game. JT Thor with five points, Alan Flanagan with 19, Jalen Williams with 13, Justin Powell four, Devin Cambridge 15, and Jamal Johnson 21. Uh, Two points for Moore, Akingbola, and four for Cardwell, none for Javon Franklin, who saw uh, only a little bit of time, honestly, though. Uh, The thing that sticks out to me, honestly, as I walk down team stats here, it's the big one. Free throws, 14 for 24, 58%. You almost beat your percentage of free throws with your percentage of three-pointers had they taken a few less tonight 52% though that's that's great and that'll win you a lot of games but you've got to do some of the other more fundamental things to complement that great shooting to really push you over the edge and Auburn even shot great from the field even better than Arkansas 52% overall 28 uh, baskets and 54 attempts here's the problem though and it was a big difference in the second half where it was really in Arkansas's favor the turnover battle Overall, doesn't look as huge a discrepancy, over, although still in Arkansas's favor over the overall game. Turnovers were 10 for Arkansas and 19 for Auburn. Especially this one right here. Points off of turnovers. For those 19 turnovers, Arkansas got 27 points. For their 10 turnovers that Auburn caused on Arkansas, they only got 11 points. So 27 to 11 points off of turnovers. That right there is probably the difference in the game. And Arkansas maximized. uh, You saw them put a lot of pressure on Auburn early on in the game, especially bringing the ball up a court and causing Justin to get a little bit frazzled at times. And you can tell he's been playing against uh, good talent in non-conference. But when you get to the SEC, it's a little bit different because if I may be lame and use the hashtag, it just means more here, apparently. Rebound battles... Even across the board, 34 rebounds total for each of the teams tonight. So you really, even with a seven-foot-three center, there's not that much of a difference there. Auburn battled down low um, and uh, was able to kind of even that mark out there. Bench points are pretty even as well, more, a little bit in Auburn's favor. And defensively, uh, you know, honestly, the big thing is the steals. 13 steals for Arkansas, only six for Auburn. However, if you want to counter with something optimistic... This goes huge credit to Justin Powell uh, himself, uh, who contributed majorly to this with nine assists There are 18 total assists on the night for Auburn. So sharing the ball very well. So when I look at the struggles that Auburn had tonight, these are things that are easily corrected. Now, I would say that free throws are easily corrected, but I've been saying that for seasons now. And it's not getting fixed. And yes, it gives me a headache each and every time it happens. So I don't know. I'm just going to give up at some point. <laughs> no, I'll I'll still keep complaining about it because it's just what I do here because I have to complain about something. Last thing, I know I've been talking a lot about Arkansas and kind of hyping them up because I was really impressed by them. And, and I'm kind of ashamed that I kind of I didn't dismiss them. I just was not I was so unsure about them, but they played very well tonight. Uh, they had five players in double digits, 23 by Sills, 16 by Moody, 12 by Tate, Vanover with 17, and Note, who stuck out a lot tonight, with 21 points. And it just, you know, you, you asked the question that Justin Smith had been healthy the whole game. Maybe he gets not just four points, but 14, 24 points, and this gets really, really ugly. So Auburn and Arkansas will meet again. Hopefully we'll learn a few things and how best to battle them. The only problem is is that we'll have to do it on the road before we get out of here today we always want to take a quick preview of the next game coming up and that will be against Texas A&M out in college station who is currently sitting at 5 and 2 the game will be at 2:30 p.m. central time this saturday the fir- uh, january the 2nd but the f- first week of the new year 2021, which we all hope is a lot better. You can watch the game on SEC Network. Now, Texas A&M got a loss as well in their first SEC game of the season against LSU. They were in Baton Rouge for that game. Uh, They lost by the score of 77 to 54. I would honestly say that I kind of put LSU almost up into that 1B tier. Um, just kind of off of the talent that I know that they have there and are able to get kind of shadily, let's be all be honest. Uh, But, yeah, I, I think that them going on the road at, at LSU was not a great start for them, a great way to start off the SEC schedule, and you kind of see the result there, getting a, a a pretty good thumping on the road in Baton Rouge. When you look at Texas A&M's record, we discussed a little bit about it in the previous episode, but just as a reminder, no big wins, what I would call, no signature wins and no bad losses either. Their two losses are to LSU and TCU. I know TCU is not the best program right now, but they're not the worst either. And same thing for LSU. LSU is probably a, a good program. Maybe not a great, maybe not an excellent, but a good. Just kind of look the eyeball test right now. So no bad losses for them. So this will be the first SEC home game for Texas a and So you know they're going to be extra motivated to not only get the win at home, but their first SEC win. And the question is going to be, Who comes out of this one and one, and who comes out of this zero and two? And I hope it's not our Auburn Tigers. We definitely want to get that first SEC win, and it would be a nice confidence boost for a young team to do it on the road in College Station. I always want to give you a couple players or at least stats to watch because there's not players to talk about here. It's only one, and it seems to be their main player, Emmanuel Miller, the uh, sophomore forward, who's about six foot seven, I believe scoring 17.3 points per game and also leading them in rebounds with 9.2. So you can see this go one of two ways. If a player leads in both those categories it means he's pretty good usually, but sometimes that means that everybody else on the team is not that great. I mean, there's a reason that he's leading those categories. So we'll find out whether he is just legit or he really is kind of holding the team together. I think obviously you want to focus in on him, see if you can kind of maybe not shut him down, but keep him in check. And if you do that, Maybe Auburn's ability to score, even on the road, will come out and put the Tigers on top for their first SEC win. That is all I have for you on this edition of Inside the Jungle. Like I said before, we'd love to hear from you on thoughts on this episode, this game, on social media, or on our website, etcnetwork.com, under the episode's notes. You can find that there if you'd like to share your discussion points. Until we talk to you again, my friends, War Eagle.